0: This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Voices of the Walrus on AMI Audio, where professional readers give voice to articles from Canada's best general interest magazine. I'm your host, Roger Ashby. In middle age, we're told not to eat too late at night. Is that why eating garbage food in the middle of the night feels so bad? Lori Wilson reads My guilty pleasure, garbage food.
1: This is a first-person account titled, My Guilty Pleasure, Garbage Food, by Omar el Akkad. On the northeast side of Portland is a pastry shop called Pick's Patisserie. During the early days of the pandemic, when Pick's was struggling to respond to restrictions, the owner had the idea to install a pair of dessert vending machines in the front courtyard. Today, these semi-brutalist things are probably responsible for most of Pix's sales. They're accessible 24 hours a day. If you feel like it, you can go there just before dawn, feed a machine $12 US, and watch the sunrise while eating a chocolate mousse contraption named Brace Yourself, Un Fantôme, Un Couteau, Une Nuit. Maybe there are better ways to spend your time. I doubt it, though. There's this annoying thing people sometimes do where they talk about something obviously virtuous as though it were a dirty little secret. My guilty pleasure? Well, sometimes I do Pilates without even stretching first. This is awful. You should not associate with people who do this. My guilty pleasure is eating garbage food in the middle of the night. Before we go any further, I should note that both parts of this predilection are equally vital. Eating garbage food at normal hours is just life. Eating radishes at 3 in the morning is plainly sociopathic. By garbage food, I don't mean food that tastes bad, though sometimes if you find yourself in a highway side truck stop because the only other option is whatever the gas station has under a flickering heat lamp, it is probably going to taste bad. Rather, I mean food that is bad for you. That dessert at Picks is as delicious as its pretentious name suggests. Several blocks south, a late-night sandwich place called Devil's Dill makes a red wine braised beef that'll drop you where you stand. No, the thing we're talking about here isn't quality, it's damage. The life-shortening certainty, the je sais absolument quoi of truly bad food. When we were young, which is the only time you're supposed to do this sort of thing, me and my college buddies would put that week's student newspaper to bed and then promptly head for Denny's. It was tradition. Some nights we'd get the edition out the door so late that by the time we were done at Denny's, it'd be full morning outside. There are two things I remember about those nights. The first is the feeling of absolute freedom, of being alive. The second is roughly 12 subsequent hours of spectacular digestive catastrophe. I'm in my 40s now. Every now and then, in shameless middle-age panic, I go on a fitness kick and end up watching those insufferable exercise influencer videos on YouTube. A number of them agree that if you want to get ripped, a word that sounds more violent and unpleasant the older I get, one cardinal rule is no food at night. This piece of advice reminds me that I should perhaps not be taking life advice from a shirtless, unnaturally shimmering 20-something man whose instructional video was preceded by footage of an emu trying to sell me insurance. There is, I suspect, something cultural about eating late. I come from the Mediterranean, where people tend to nap during the middle of the day and eat during the middle of the night. I'm also Muslim, and one of the most wondrous things about Ramadan in the old country was knowing that a lot of people were non-functional till sundown, that you could get an ice cream Sunday at 2 in the morning, and it was perfectly normal, advisable even. But there's also, if I'm being honest, something insolent and petty about it. I have two young kids. Most of my days don't belong to me. Not that long ago, I spent what was probably 20 minutes, but felt like three days, playing a game my daughter invented called, quote, pattern horn. It's like rock, paper, scissors, except there's only two things. Pattern beats horn, and I'm not allowed to pick pattern. But the late nights, the late nights are mine alone, and I'll spend them however I damn well please. And what I please is to eat drive through tacos in a parking lot near a building that looks like the warehouse from Saw. I'm at peace with my decision. It's everyone else who's wrong. That was a first-person account titled My Guilty Pleasure, Garbage Food by Omar L. Akkad. I'm Lori Wilson.
0: You've been listening to Voices of the Walrus on AMI-audio, produced by Don Dickinson. Audio engineering by Jacob Shemansky. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank, and I'm your host, Roger Ashby. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving us a rating and review, and subscribe for more.